0: War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service. At Med Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals, they're a cost-efficient healthcare care alternative to hospital-based emergencies they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma work-related injuries physical exams drug testing full laboratory services and with atmed urgent care they offer mononuclear antibody infusions you someone in your family suffering from covid you want to go straight to Atmed urgent care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. You're listening to the John DePetro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePetro.com. It's Tuesday. It is July 19th. We have a good program in store. You're going to hear, um, we have peter navarro coming up we're also going to talk to donna perry so governor mckee has released his first campaign commercial and it features his 94 year old mother um dan mckee for governor the name of the spot is m-o-t-h-a Martha, mother um they're playing cards, she's wearing sunglasses inside. This is the first Governor McKee commercial.
0: Ever since mom moved back in, we play cards. I even let them win sometimes. Mom always said, it doesn't matter what card you get, it's how you play your hand. We got dealt
1: a pandemic and delivered one of the nation's best economic recoveries. Pretty good. We got rid of the car tax. Finally. And we are creating affordable housing and passing gun safety laws that keep our families safe. Not bad for a year and a half.
0: Not bad for a governor that lives with his mother.
1: Okay, so she wearing the sunglasses because of the FBI probe. Not bad for a governor who lives with his mother. Um, Hard accents here. Gods. Mother. Let me play it again. The, the music is, um... It's kind of like, um... Uh, Jersey boyish. Again, they are sitting in the kitchen. It's nice. The mother moved in with them during the pandemic. Um, I don't know about the dark sunglasses, but let me let me play it again.
0: Ever since Mom moved back in, we play cards. I even let her win sometimes. Mom always said it doesn't matter what card you get; it's how you play your hand. We got dealt a pandemic and delivered one of the nation's best economic recoveries. Pretty good. We got rid of the car tax. Finally.
1: And we are creating affordable housing and passing gun safety laws that keep
0: our family safe. Not bad for a year and a half. Not bad for a governor that lives with his mother.
1: You know, it's it's not bad. It's cute. Um, It's tough. You know, you have your mother in a commercial. You're not certainly going to get a lot of pushback on something like that. Uh, folks, we had some action yesterday. Uh, this bizarre story. Still don't have all the the details on it, but the the murder that took place in Exeter and then the <clears throat> the Cadillac Lounge story is um really bizarre. Someone decided it'd be a good good idea to rob the place. Well he's gonna find out why that, that maybe was not the best idea. I think the heat is uh, really gonna be the story this week, not only around here. But um, but in the U.K., it is absolutely brutal temperatures uh, in London, in the U.K., and even in France, as, as a matter of fact. So uh, you're going to get some some themes of summer, I think, starting to um, kind of dominate the news cycle. The fact that, you know, here we are. Governor McKee is going up with his first commercial on this Tuesday july 19th and then like i said we're we're approaching the deadline we're pretty much right within the window of early voting as soon as um i mean we have two weeks left of july and then as soon as we hit into august that's where things are really going to start to heat up with the campaigns nelly gobe is having a, a press briefing um it, it seems as if uh, on abortion she's going to try to say that if she were the The governor i think that she you know would still go around the law and get things done so things are definitely starting to heat up so to speak um i'm going to come back to you know the governor can joke around in the commercial and he's laughing that's a cute commercial it's not bad uh play the the hand that you dealt as he's playing cards with his his mom um but i i still think he faces problems of the as i've been saying the fbi probe and and also he's had enough time to try to uh, decide and convince people that he deserves a full four-year term and i'm just not getting the sense that he's going to be given that opportunity so uh but whoever wins the primary obviously will be in a good shape all right folks a lot more ahead peter navarro coming up donna perry all right here it's propaneplus.com, Propane Plus. Call them, 401-885-4209. You're listening to The John DiPietro Show. Folks, joining us on the right now, right now on the air, we've had him in the past. He has a book. He was an advisor to the president, a man that in some ways almost needs, needs no introduction. It is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, it's The John DiPietro Show. Welcome back, Peter Navarro.
0: John, it's uh, really great to be back with you today Um uh, how are
1: things going in uh, rhode island well rhode island and mass uh continue to be blue but there's always optimism with the uh the rest of the country so peter if you don't mind if you'd like to just i'd like to start just get your thoughts on the contempt trial uh as far as the jury selection with uh steve bannon that began <laughs>
0: Well, that's the last thing i uh I can talk about oh. uh, as your listeners may know um I'm facing a um misdemeanor <laughs> which carries with it a two year prison term. I've already been putting leg irons, and uh my attorneys uh do not want me discussing other cases okay. but I'd be happy to talk a little bit about um the circumstances that led to uh to my situation, okay, which, uh, which are more, I think might be interesting.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Talk about if you don't mind, Peter. That was so over the top with the leg irons and the way they that you were uh, taken into custody.
0: Well, I think I think that's the correct word, over the top. And you have to um, step back for a minute and, and and go back to when I was in the White House. I, mean, I served. Uh, in fact, I was one of only three White House officials who was with the president all the way from the 2016 campaign to the, uh, end of what we love to call his first term. Um, and he, I look uh, humbly, uh, I did, uh, save American lives because I was one of the, uh, guys in the White House early on who recognized the seriousness of the pandemic and, and, um, motivated uh the white house to take appropriate steps um i worked a lot creating uh, manufacturing jobs you know that was my thing trade and manufacturing and I, you know, I found myself um when this um so-called select committee was formed by nancy pelosi um uh, an obvious partisan witch hunt um uh, when when they began putting out uh, their illegal subpoenas um, I was put in a situation where the president, President Trump invoked what's called executive privilege and um, as I have said from the outset of this whole process it's not my privilege to waive and I was, I was caught between the dispute between Congress and the White House essentially and the law as I read it clearly comes down um, on my side in this, in the sense that uh, executive privilege, is go- it goes back to George Washington as something that's critical to effective presidential decision making. And ironically, the Department of Justice itself has over 50 years of policy and more than a dozen memoranda that support the idea that folks like me at the highest levels of the White House shouldn't be uh, forced by Congress uh, to come testify before them. So, (laughs) you know, uh, that's the dispute. Um, It's going to be uh, settled now in in a trial uh, down the road. But what was interesting, uh, John, is that this this is – it's a misdemeanor. It doesn't involve any fraud. Nobody's ever accused me of any violence, uh, particularly on Capitol Hill on January 6th. Uh, There's none of that going on. And the way this should have been handled was with what's called voluntary surrender. In other words, they issue the arrest warrant. They call me, and they say, um, here, show up. Show up uh, in court and we'll we'll get this done, right? Now instead of doing that, they went. The, the, the total <laughs> went just, They just went full metal jacket on me. And the irony, John, is I sit here and talk to you. I'm literally looking out the window at the FBI building. My my the FBI building is literally a field goal uh, <laughs> away. Wow. I mean, I could. I and mean, I was an old field goal kicker in my in my um high school days and I could literally kick a field goal uh, that's that's how close the FBI building is and so instead of um, do, have, doing the courtesy of calling me and saying hey just voluntary surrender um, oh by the way we know you're going to Nashville on Friday to the TV show maybe, maybe it's okay to come in on Monday right that's kind of what they should have done right <laughs> they let me they, uh, I eat breakfast, they, I get, get in an Uber, I get all the way to the airport, and I sit around for an hour waiting to get on the plane. And then when I, you, you know how people, you, you go in, you give the ticket, and you walk in the jetway there yep. between uh, the, the, the gate and the, and that's where you know, five FBI agents, armed to the teeth. How? <laughs> go after a, a 72-year-old guy. It weighs 145 pounds. Um, and, you know, it was, I mean, look, um, if you put yourself in my shoes, I, it's like handcuffs. Uh, they take me back to my home. Oh, except not my home, 40 yards away to the FBI. <laughs> Get fingerprinted. And I, I wind up like 20 minutes later in this like dungeon at the courts um in leg irons in a strip search well, that was kind of wow. fun you know, yeah so the leg irons are kind of interesting i my, my I, I joke now that it's it's like i'm hoping they were at least uh, made with american steel you know it's like me being the buy american guy maybe the government bought some made in america <laughs> leg irons but yeah, they they're like strips. They strip searched me. That was fun. Wow. They and then they put these leg irons on. The funny part was like the, the the guard. He was like a third my age. Nice guy, but he's like walking down the hall to the cell, right? Expecting me to follow at his pace. And you 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 can you know you can't. You have no stride when you are leg irons. You kind of like clunk along. And <laughs> I'm going, what? It? what it? And they stick me in a cell. Um. That, and they're proud for this somehow. Oh, John Hinckley was there when he shot President Reagan. Okay, great. It's like okay, Navarro, the guy in the White House saved lives, created jobs wow. and for the Constitution, is in the same cell as Hinckley. Now, I would be remiss at this point not mentioning uh, DefendPeter.com DefendPeter.com That's my uh, legal defense fund. Great. And if your listeners uh, would would be moved by any of this. So just check it out. Now, just small donations. But the punchline here is that, John, I've already had um, costs over $400,000 oh, so far.
1: God.
0: This is like a million dollar... For a misdemeanor, mind you. Oh, wow. No, it's a misdemeanor that comes with a two-year prison sentence, I might add. Um, so, you know, this is where this is where things stand and and what's interesting is that the only the only two people going to trial for this um are the two china hawks from the white house
1: which
0: which i find interesting that's right you guys like ben and i are the only two guys um who ever got sanctioned By the Chinese Communist Party. They they did it like four minutes into Biden swearing in. And we're also the only two guys that are threatened with prison terms from the U.S. Congress. So, you know, like strange bedfellows.
1: And and Peter, you wrote...
0: And I'm not sure this is a coincidence.
1: Well, and you wrote the book. And again, folks, speaking with Peter Navarro, you wrote the book Death by China. So that's not... I mean, people way, can. Way back when. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Peter, in but. Now, wait. One other thing. Speaking of
0: books, you so folks, kind of, is if you go to dot Com, you can see all this. But, but, uh, taking back Trump's America. Yes. Is is the new book I've written. It's available on Amazon. Taking back Trump's America, and the reason, John, why it's important, is that we're we're now in a collapsing economy. I am the poster child for a two-tier system of justice where violent felons and Antifa people roam free while former White House advisors get like, arrested and put in leg irons. Wow. And the Taking Back Trump's America book really is uh, the blueprint and battle cry to do two things. First, we've got to take back the Congress, the House of Representatives, from the Pelosiites. These people are out of control. Yep. Even as they weaponize the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way, they are, by the way, destroying our economy. We've got to get them out of there, and then in 2024, we've got to get uh, Trumpism back in the White House. Just it just has to happen because I can tell you, I was there for four years. The policies we adopted created the best economy in modern history, and Biden and Pelosi and AOC and Schumer and Lion Adam Schiff and little Jamie Rack and all of those scumbags, and they are scumbags, have destroyed the US economy, their frame, the democracy and political system, and they're high and mighty about it all. Yeah, so let's you know throw these rascals out.
1: Folks, again, he is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, great to talk to you. I'm so sorry uh, that you had to go through that, but justice will prevail. You have a lot of fans out there. You also, by the way, you do a great job on Newsmax. Keep up the good work. Keep swinging, and uh, everyone's behind you, and we'll talk to you again.
0: All right, my brother. You take care of yourself. Enjoy Thanks. this uh, this summer. Get down to Newport and sail and do something like that. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. All right, then. Bye.
1: The Cooey set in. to the john DePetro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website dipietro.com joining me right now is one of my siblings she is the uh, independent columnist opinion maker it is donna perry and dj i'd like to start off with the uh the big news well i i think in many ways it is big news and that is that dr fauci just get your reaction dr fauci deciding that uh he's actually older than the president but that he is ready to retire but it's also interesting with the caveat that um he's not exactly doing it you know right away he's not doing it at the end of the year but um instead tying it to the end of seemingly uh the biden presidency or at least the first term
2: Yes, and and great to be with you, John. Um, and and you know, I'm surprised there's not a, a little more fanfare of what we're seeing uh, in the media coverage because let's face it, um, Fauci, who became the central figure <laughs> and, and very controversial, rightfully so, you know, through this enormous, you know, through the pandemic, um, announcing he is going to step down. I, you're right. I think it's it's very big news, but I also think it shows something. Um, the way he's kind of carefully stringing this out, John, um, and saying that well, it, it he's trying to say well, not really till the end of Biden's term. I think he's leaving himself room because, in my guess, I may be way wrong. Is that actually is going to be sooner than that? And I think um, in the those few interviews I've caught about this, he's I think he's feeling like a, a strong defensiveness to say, and he is defensive and rightfully so, John, like he, what I've caught him saying is like, oh, this had nothing to do with pressure. Uh, it has nothing to do with, you know, uh, accusations of how I handled, you know, a lot of his very, very questionable, um, you know, judgments and all that stuff during all the, the chapters of the pandemic and the, and the virus. So, um, I I do think it's very, very notable. And as we see even now, John, though, he is defensive to any criticism, as you and I yeah. discussed for so long, as he was throughout the whole thing. And I think, yes. you know, for someone who um, many people feel was really the central figure that actually created, in my view, much of the hysteria. Yeah. Um, the overreach, let's face it, he positioned himself on television like numerous hours a day. Um, and people would then say, how is it that you're working on checking all the data? He obviously had a very stormy time, you know, relationship with with Donald Trump when that's when yes. it all began. So um, I think that uh, the stories will will come that, you know, and I think people have a right to do a little um look back and and not have him treated like the God doctor, you know, the America's Dr. Fauci as he and and John, let's just say in this point, it was a very carefully cultivated image that he in later reporting, certainly from uh, news outlets that weren't going to just, you know, they were not hypnotized by him. Right. And people said how he steered the media. And he also threw under the bus many other very, you know, credible, as you and I've talked about, scientists, epidemiologists uh, from Stanford and Harvard. And over time, people were very much questioning his judgment. Um, He was very, for different reasons, he was very uh, aggravated when people would say the U.S. has reached herd immunity, but you, like, seem very antagonistic to that concept. Um, There Mm -hmm. were many editorials about that, you know? And he pushed back, and, John, then they found... I believe that people found it was almost like they found the exact emails where he was saying that we're going to have a campaign to like undermine um, that Barrington group. And they were there, those other people who felt he was really misleading at that point. Yeah. So, you know, and not I, only
1: that, with with COVID and again, folks, are with Donna Perry, with COVID now expected to, you know, the variant that's on right now, it's highly contagious, um, but it will be back in the fall you really question Donna Perry, is he really effective as, you know, the face of Stephanopoulos or whoever saying bring, you know, joining us now is Dr. Anthony Fauci. I I don't think that sounds like a good plan at all.
2: Right. And, and John, as you and I know, someone of his ego, by the way, he doesn't care that he's 80 or whatever. Okay. Like, I, I think there are people and I've said this for a few months that, that are high up in Biden's team they do understand public relations, and they know that they, you know, they put Dr. Ja in as really his quote the presidential's advisor. And I think that yeah. that was a way to they they don't want this big Dr. Fauci got booted out. But I think yeah. that's what's going on, and they're soft peddling mm. it. Um, and you're right, like John, at this point, anyone who understands that he's a he's a leftover liability when he yeah. goes on TV. He, he reminds people of the pandemic and, and all right. the parts that they don't like. And Biden is, of course, so low in the polls and, and they're desperate for more positive, you know, uh, energy from the public, John. And so they see him to me as a very big liability. And your point is great, because, of course, when the fall comes on and toward the winter, they, they just don't want him to be the face of anyone talking about any resurgence or variance mm. and all that so i
1: um folks also uh donna perry the jury selection has started now in the contempt trial for steve bannon i like that he was kind of described as he's kind of morphed in the role a little bit of how g, uh, g. gordon liddy was during you know right. watergate yes. and with nixon uh, but, you know, wall to wall coverage expected. This is all because of the January 6th and committee and and now Steve Bannon faces this contempt of of uh, of court trial.
2: Right. And so I would say my initial impression on day one, just from the basic stuff that got reported, is it he it looks like he may have a slight advantage in what he's arguing, by the way, um, because you know, if people don't follow all this, as you say, this is a very technical contempt of Congress thing. This has nothing to do with someone questioning what he may or may not have been involved, you know, with anything planning around January 6th. So it's this simple, it's not simple, but contempt of Congress, J.D., is the kind of charge where, 99% 99% of the time people come off with a fee or, you know, they, they'll they have a court fee. I, right. I don't think there's jail time. So number one, some of the media hysteria is not really accurate. I, I think this, his lawyers um, have been vetting potential jurors, because if you say it's going to be a trial, though, you have to have jurors. And what, what struck me is what's being reported um, is that it was very difficult for them to, to really find anyone so far in a jury pool that seems impartial because, the, you know, there is such massive coverage this summer of the January 6th hearings, uh, good or bad, that that's what you're seeing in media. So his team's argument is that then they wanted to postpone this trial. And I'm not sure that they're going to be able to find, you know, impartial jurors However, and on the other side, JD, if someone is so not plugged in, they've never heard of January 6th, which there was reporting that people said, I I don't know what you're talking about. So, you know, like, I don't know if that works good or bad. I I wonder that he will either be able to have this particular hearing trial postponed. um, But I'll just on this point, I would just say this, the whole spectacle of this Puts Bannon back to classic Bannon form from what I could catch. I mean, he was able to get out there and have a public, you know, platform for a minute with the cameras. They wanted to be there and he got to take shots at Liz Cheney's committee. And he said, Look, this is nothing but a show trial (laughs) committee. And, uh, you know, he said, I want to be in front of them. And I, and you know, he kind of intimated he would like to counter some of the uh, testimony of other witnesses. So, um, you know, we'll see. Like I say, you, you have to have jurors that would be impartial, and they're arguing that in this climate, with all the news coverage of the hearings this summer, that um, maybe he can't even get an impartial jury. We'll see.
1: Yeah, and he is uh, a, a brilliant guy, and not, you know, let's, uh, he, is, he is no shrinking violet, that's for sure. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the john DePietro show folks remember for all your tree service well you want to call yankee tree call them today 401-439-6028 yankee tree service yankee tree what can they do they do it all tree trimming experts based right in lincoln tree removal Since 2006, and also 24-7 emergency service available, call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028, 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket trucket service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service. On top of that, nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today four three nine Sixty twenty eight four three nine sixty twenty eight. If they have to, they get right up there in the bucket. Yankee Tree Service since two thousand six. Tree trimming experts. Give them a call four three nine sixty twenty eight or online at yankeetreeservice.com We're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker. It is Donna Perry and DJ um Boy Joe Manchin. You got to give him a lot of credit. I I think he's very consistent. I think talk about a backbone knows where the voters are he will you know stand up whoever's putting pressure on him but w- what did you make of the fact that almost on cue especially it was on abc this week they drag out bernie sanders and unleashed yeah. him as the voice <laughs> of the progressives and you know they they've tried this strategy before uh berating mansion and trying to attack him like that. It's, it's not going to work. The people of West Virginia are behind him, but it was, um, I, I, I thought it was almost like a, a little bit of a, a setup to even put this in play.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I think it was, you know, ABC, they, they bring on Bernie to kind of like John throwing up a baseball and say, Oh, good hit it, you know, hit yeah. it out of the park. And so Bernie of course takes the cue. I mean, I think, Bernie attacking Manchin, though, John, is part of a a bigger problem within the Democratic Party. The knives are, yeah, they're out for Manchin. They want, Biden's team loves that they're going to, they're out for Manchin. But as we have talked about, the Democrats are just angry that Biden's had a failed agenda like all the way kind of through. And, you know, there is a sense of he has, quote, like done nothing. Um, Climate is a passionate issue you know there are a lot of people in that party john they would they would see that much bigger than anything hurting the economy or inflation so you know i think bernie has waited to be that uh heated about it and him saying i mean i think that was pretty strong language intentionally sabotaging biden's agenda like that's what they're now saying about mansion um and to a lesser extent cinema um and I think it just shows you a couple of things. It also shows you when you have that tight of uh you have that tight of a difference of you know the Democrats, Republicans, and the u s Senate that's where everything gets stopped. Yep. um they don't have really the ability to pull this stuff over the finish line and by the way, as you say, mansion like well, he's they're so dishonest about some of the legislation, John because they they've tacked on like a tax hike in. The climate bill, if I've read that correctly. Correct. You see, that's classic Democrat playbook stuff, right? So, you know, some would argue, well, if you're this passionate, why can't you have what they call a clean bill? Why can't you just have a singular bill that is just about whether people are going to like it or not, you know, your climate objectives? But you see, they don't. And so they're, you know, they're tacking on this because they know they won't be able to pass like the tax hike uh on on corporations the highest earners if it stands alone um and so now they're stuck with they can't get this through um and again everything they they've attempted to do it's just like a mess and so bernie can attack mansion as you say jd all day long look people are in re-election uh cycles this fall uh, I would say back at home, if Manchin says this bill, well he is in the coal industry state, number right. one, he's never gonna go for that. They don't know how to construct something in my view that he could even remotely go for, which is not great, you know, political strategy by the way. I mean, over the years, you know, you, you can try to work with people, but for, you know, Bernie to go out there and say he was never negotiating in good faith and he turned back you know the other big build back better. Well, JD, a lot of economists say, you know, they applauded Mansion and said, Absolutely. "Look at, look at this—the yes. the condition of the country." Can They wanted to pass that other, like, what four trillion dollar oh, big God. mess? Yes. Um, no one, the inflation would be ten times worse if they had put all that money out in the economy. Not to mention, there's all the reporting that shows JD how much. You know, almost outright thievery has gone on through all the money that was like unaccounted for that got thrown out into the economy. Um, So Manchin was like the stopgap from them like creating and they already they did pass the one trillion dollar other bills. So, you know, they they can I just think Manchin, John, really could care less if Bernie Sanders is on TV taking jabs at him he probably that's like you know a badge of honor for him <laughs> I mean, exactly you know so folks
1: um uh also we're speaking with uh, donna perry and dj you know here you have and we've talked about it president biden's first trip uh over to the middle east and by all accounts um you know there was the article ahead of time talking about limited schedule they were looking at gaps in the schedule because of you know mm-hmm. each playing such a role But that fist bump heard around the world (laughs) right? and the American president there. And, and, you know, you think about it under President Trump, the fact that America was, you know, self-reliant, basically, and how far. But uh, it was I thought it was just also the Washington Post reaction to that. Um, You know, again, the optics of the Biden administration, D.J., it, it is just brutal. But that that fist bump, there were so many different ways to handle that. Yep, The fist bump, like you're seeing a partner, is not one of them.
2: No. And um, as the Wall Street Journal, I think, put it, that momentary image, John, was an yes. immediate victory for the crown prince. It, it was. His isolation on the world stage was essentially over by that greeting. It's like, yeah, yep. me and the American president. Uh, then it's, and also, though, coming out of these meetings, is very unclear if Biden has gained any victory for the U S because we don't really know. And he's saying, well, uh, we'll have to see for weeks ahead. And uh, like, I don't know who is scripting any of this for him. I mean, talk about JD, like a lame thing. The crown prince says, Hey, you know, jackpot. I am now not a pariah. If that's how people looked at me, I think they do whatever they want anyway. And then behind his back, he's barely done with the flight. And the Saudi very, they have very sophisticated public relations, and their uh, PR minister or whatever was saying um, he he questioned and said I I'm not sure if Biden raised the uh, Khashoggi incident, and I mean that just <laughs> you know that was supposed to be the central thing, and so they've thrown kind of um, you know mud on it anyway. Um, I just don't know. And then Biden, uh, the last thing about the fist bump, when he got off the flight, now to be fair, is he, a man of his age. We know he struggles with a lot of the stamina. And then when the press asked him about that, I think he snapped at them and said, well, why don't you ask me a serious question or something? Right. Um, very defensive about the whole thing. Um, and, and But that's where it stands. And And like we say, like with all of their staffing and You should be ready for this kind of choreography, J.D. Normally, these kinds of trips, they're really choreographed right down to the second, you know. Um, But then again, one of the commentators said how, you know, maybe they did script it. But Biden, J.D., as we've said, did he forget what to do when he gets out of the limousine? Right. It could be that simple. Right. He's and, and the crown prince is standing there. And he just instinctively, you know, went for it. So um, that's where it stands. I think it was actually a victory for, uh, by all accounts, this is a, you know, this is a a murderous kind of uh, dictator leader, and he is going to do whatever he wants. And I don't know if it's a victory for the U.S. uh, with the oil supply, and we'll see.
1: Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show Stay healthy at It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. Again, call Marie, 401 305 3585, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. Folks, we're speaking with independent opinion maker. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, we were talking about the Biden presidency and why he just doesn't announce he's not running for a second term.
2: Yeah, and I think uh number one, it can make him just a total lame duck right away, and they already struggle with the agenda. Um, and I also think it's, it's his own teams, you know, they have their pride and their ambition. Um, I don't know if they actually see that he could do it, John, but I don't see any, I don't see anything coming in the year ahead, 2023, which though puts them in a box because when you run for president, people are going to start right. Like two years out. So absolutely. I, yeah, it's
1: just like a matter of when, and, uh, I think it's an interesting dynamic if, if he just, you know, cause he's stubborn. And as we've talked about his team, they don't exactly want to just hand over the keys to the right. house. Um, but, but, you know, we both can agree the window is closing. Uh, we're, you know, almost on the crux of August here, how they think they're going to turn anything around by the midterms. I think they are fooling themselves. Donna Perry, mm-hmm. on just a, um, A completely different note but it is interesting to watch i was reading an article that apparently only five percent of london has uh, central air has air conditioning and for those that are following this is like unprecedented heat that is baking europe right now they're shutting everything down because the temperature has reached uh over 100 degrees
2: it is unbelievable uh this it This heat wave, as you say, John, very historic. They've never seen temperatures like that. I mean, they've gone obviously (laughs) thousands of years, the century. You know, Um, in England, they it is rare to have air conditioning in your home or in a uh, public building, and they're always even talking about how when you have that really old infrastructure uh very old infrastructure that w- they have rail tracks and trolley tracks that they they think the metal is buckling i mean under the extraordinary heat for to for london to be registering close to 105 um it, it's just unbelievable and it's just it has built up on the continent and then it's there um you know, in a quick personal note, in a different life about thirty years ago when I did a post uh, graduate. Say, a do you remember? In I, yes, and my course. famous story, JD, I spent a summer in London, and after being there for a few weeks, I had to go out and buy a winter coat because I was fat. Oh. Like I had brought, you know, light jackets. I went from a May to an August, and I, I you know, I was it it can be that chilly. Uh, and it would be sunny, but it was not certainly our idea, you know, of a lovely New England summer. Right. Um, and I always remember that. And I thought I would bought a coat in June in London because I thought, wow, OK, it's a little brisk. Um, and that's just the climate, you know. And again, it can it's not always raining, but it just has that sort of chill. But yes. so this is really, really dangerous heat for um for that country. And, and you do feel for the people and, uh, they have, I think there was an image of, you know, the, the famous guards at Buckingham palace. I mean, the guys in that big furry, you oh. know, crazy black, you know, helmet hat. I mean, it, it's, it is very dangerous. It It is odd because in our you know, in the southeast u s when you talk about Texas and Florida, you know at least people are used to that so it's just very, very warm, obviously, and certainly in the summer. but they're air conditioned states, of course, in the u s and we're really air conditioning is just common now, almost everybody's home, right? So um, it is very dangerous and it's just crazy they don't really know where it's coming from, but of course, it's also kind of triggers then the the climate you know debates are definitely exactly. getting yes. very you know, intense about this because they're saying this is evidence of a warming planet. And then you have wildfires. I don't think we've seen that before in like Southwest France and um, Spain. And, and so, cause it's been so dry uh, and they obviously as many forests and, and, you know, obviously, and, and things like that. So, it's a, it is a very big story. It, it, is it a once only in every number of years. Although it's been noted that Europe has had heat waves now as far you know past several years, like kind yes, of intense heat have. waves. Yeah. So.
1: Um, folks, again, was speaking with um Donna Perry and and DJ um Governor McKee as Channel Twelve uh, had a story that the FBI some subpoenas were issued at the University Club, uh, famously brought into. Mm-hmm. like during the cnc trial of the blood and trial um his staff basically were saying you know the governor's not going to comment on whether or not he's been contacted by the fbi if he's going to cooperate blah 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 i'm just you know trying to go back i don't recall a politician uh an elected official that was able to successfully run for re-election and win while the subject of an fbi probe and i hear on the side of If you're an elected official, I I think the public has a right to know, you know, whether or not, in fact, you're sitting down with the FBI, having to give a deposition for the FBI. You know, they can say all they want that, you know, that they're not going to let that known to the media. But I I'm just trying to go back and I don't think that that's possible.
2: Well, I mean, just looking at where this stands right now, from a key JD, you, you're so right. I mean, number one, you I think you have a staff that seems a little in over their head at yeah. to this degree, um, and and you're right. Political precedents would say it, that to me, he's in kind of a lot of trouble because I mean, I would just say. The fact that how many, many months and going back to right after, you know, 2021, that this is he's not been able to put this issue to rest. Um, He's not been able to, you know, have any it seems no one with credibility with the Rhode Island voter has been able to come forward and say um, there may have been mistakes or misjudgments, but it's not a corruption situation. And I, I think that he, he's in trouble with this. I, and when you look at just the, the different polls, John, like for the, the staff to not see that you, you can't just like dodge reporters for the next ha- couple of months and say, oh, the FBI's investigating it, but, you know, we, we just have no comment at all. Um, because, again, all, all this does, that strategy just creates the doubt in the mind of the voter. Um, yes. And I think in Rhode Island, John, corruption at the top is is a specifically very sensitive issue for the Rhode Island voter yep. who says, oh, here we go again. Oh, okay. And a big contract. And, oh, some, you know, you gave it, you know, the contract and um, and the origin of it, you know, what, what, whatever. Obviously, he had a history of supporting, um, all, you know, charter schools and, and all that. And so it's an education um contract but then you know let's be honest okay so it's like his own colleague and or his you know sort of right and and then the guy sets up the firm like you know within a day of he's sworn in i mean it just it's like it it just it doesn't navigate
1: through an election with this looming over i can't recall you know you go through the books we'll never know about Cianci because he would have been re- up for reelection in the fall, but he mm-hmm. you know was found guilty Ed Depreet, his problems there were rumors, but his problems really started once he got out of office um, most of the time in the general Assembly, if there's mention of an investigation or or FBI you had some legislators uh John Salona Jerry Martineau they simply didn't see reelection i unless you can recall someone I think. In many ways, it's it's kind of the death knell if you have an FBI probe going up your administration, campaign, what have you, while you're trying to seek re-election.
2: Uh, absolutely. And, and time
1: is yes. really
2: his enemy. Because yeah. as we know, J.D., when the FBI gets involved, none of this ever wraps up quickly. Never. Uh-huh. So, like, look at the calendar. I mean, yeah. um, you know, so I, I would say... Um, he could absolutely be about to not prevail. (laughs) I mean, you know,
1: September. Finally, Donna Perry, the um, report came out very extensive regarding the Texas shooting. And it's, you know, scathing is, now we learn, you know, that shooter had attended the school. He was even in that classroom, apparently. There were 400 Mm. police in the school. I think it's also, you have to note that when there was a, a mass shooting over the course of the weekend, it was a civilian. It was an armed civilian in the mall that ended up being the one that took out the shooter. Um, I, I just don't get the sense we're any closer to coming up with some kind of resolution of how these things should be handled, you know, going forward. And it's, it's kind of an example. There were 400 police in the school. They waited to yeah. move on the shooter. Uh. Here you have someone that's at a shopping mall and they jump into action and, and end the threat. So in the end, you do have an example of the best way to end, you know, a bad guy with a gun is, you know, as they say, the adage, a good guy with a gun.
2: Well, the, the Indiana incident, you're right. It, yes. It's coming out at the exact same time of this. Really, John, it just it was to me another gut punch to the families when, when you see this contrast. And it's just mm. it, The video is not lying. I I think for anyone, it is mystifying. It's almost, John, it's like sickening and disturbing. They were, what, 10 feet from the classroom and they're all like shuffling their feet around and talking to each other quietly. And the guy, you know, and the hand sanitizer and checking their phone. It's like, it's just, it defies anything that you would ever expect. Of law enforcement and i will tell you just seeing that i think the public pressure is going to build i will say the um you know uh, the, the guy that and I his name escapes me who was discussing the report he he at least was someone taking a stronger tone with them um and and i think it's going to go right to the top um to to the governor. I think, you know, they, they need to step out on this, John. Yeah. I mean, this is a, a kind of a story. It it takes on a life of its own. It's a runaway thing. It is absolutely defies anything you would expect of law enforcement. It's one thing. And it's even your humanity, as you said. Uh, in Indiana, the guy just impulsively acted and said, I'm not going to let this kid yes. idiot like shoot down all these people. I mean, yep. forget drop the script yes. guys forget the chain of command the fact that no one could step forward and say he they're slaughtering children we can hear it just go in it it's, oh. it just defies anything you can imagine of what was the plan
1: i yeah. the, the flip side of the report though is there were so many warning signs uh this individual even you know was was nicknamed yep. school shooter walking around with a dead cat that's the Um, other thing something else needs to be done folks she is opinion maker uh independent columnist it is donna perry dj great job as always and we'll talk to you again you bet the centredale revival stop it and see them comfort food and cocktails you're gonna love the centredale revival located 2025 smith street north providence right in centredale right across from north providence town hall delicious food delicious drinks live entertainment on the weekends shane and his crew they're waiting for you a great time is going to be had by all at the centerdale revival 2025 smith street in north providence home again consignment located governor francis shopping center fine furniture art antiques glassware jewelry buy sell or sell in consignment and Estate sales are provided. It's home again consignment. Call John, 401-463-3310. Again, located right in Warwick in the Governor Francis Shopping Center. Home again consignment.